Welcome to the Project Goddess podcast. Project Goddess is all about harnessing the power of your feminine energy to step into the radiant, confident, healthy, and self-assured woman you were born to be. I'm your co-host, mind and body health coach, Sherry James. And I'm your other co-host, intuitive Reiki master, Nicole Kazi. We talk spirituality, self-worth, health, energy, and love. Hello and welcome to Project Goddess Podcast. We are so excited to come back with some summer episodes for you guys. We took a little bit of a break and we are back refreshed with so many exciting topics we're going to talk about today to kick off kick off our first summer episode back. We have uh, this amazing woman who started this incredible company that I am so excited for her to get her message out there and spread this to the world. We're here with um, Hallie from Lunar Wild. So welcome, Hallie. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And of course, hi, Nicole. Hi. <laughs> hi, ladies. So Hallie, I'm so excited to have you talk about this. We chatted a few days ago. So I got to hear kind of the background, her story, uh, what brought her to to creating this amazing uh, business, this amazing company. And um, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, Hallie, and a bit about Lunar Wild. So a little bit about me. I've had a lot of different um, adventures in my lifetime. I've worn many hats. I've been a writer. Um, I'm a published children's poet. I've been an elementary school teacher. I have um, done some parenting and behavioral consulting. And now this latest project is starting Lunar Wild. Um, so Lunar Wild is Hmm, how do I want it? How do I want to even say this? It's it's such a story, but I guess last year I was going through a lot of transition in my life and I was really trying to consider what what could I do to make an impact in my own small way? How could I utilize my gifts to do something that would make a difference because the work that I was doing at the time uh wasn't really meeting me on what I like to call a soul level. Mm. Um, and I went on this journey, uh, which we talked about, Sheree, uh, a few days ago to the desert in California. And I spent three days fasting and just being in nature in the mountains, kind of doing a little bit of soul searching and considering what might be my next step. And when I t returned back to New York, I uh, actually took out this giant trunk of diaries and journals I have been keeping for 20 years of, of every single year of my life. And I spread them out across my bed and I just began to read and remember uh, different aspects of my life. And I came across this beautiful journal entry when I was 12 years old. And I described this conversation I had with my mother when I first began spotting. And it's written in my 12-year-old little handwriting. And I talk mm -hmm. about how mom was so excited that I started spotting. When I told her, she burst into tears and told me she'd been waiting her whole life for this moment to celebrate me. And um, she congratulated me. She hugged me. And she told me all these wild and wonderful tales of what it meant to be a woman. And She explained that my body was... Uh, magical in a sense uh, that every month I was preparing for the possibility of producing the miracle of life and that 
my body was a sacred container for life. And she also explained that, you know, with this gift, um, there would be times of, of ebb and flow, just like the moon. You know, I would go through phases of darkness and light and my emotions would change. She told me amazing stories about uh, Native American and Aboriginal traditions in which women would gather in the moon lodge during the heaviest days of their period. And it was sort of this special time where um, they were relieved of their domestic duties and would leave their homes to join together with other women in community. And um, then they would, after their cycles, return back to the community, having meditated on their gifts and how they could contribute. So reading this journal entry, and and also I should mention my mother also took me on this special road trip um, to meet some of the important elders in my life at that time. So I was, I think, 12 or 14 maybe before I really started my period. But these elder women created this sacred circle around me and they anointed me with oils. They, uh, they put jewelry on me and they gave me blessings for an abundant womanhood. And so that was my experience of being initiated into womanhood and reading this now, all these years later, I recognize the power of that and how impactful that was on my life. And I recognize that this is not a typical experience. And it was in that moment, I sort of got shivers, I got chills. And I said, I wonder if there's something out there to celebrate women, to celebrate this sacred rite of passage, something that is completely organic, something that is eco-sourced, something that says your body is beautiful, your body is natural, and you're perfect just the way you are. And so that's when I started uh, the Lunar Wild Box, which celebrates exactly that. And it's geared toward first menstruators and uh, letting them know that they're special. Oh, is anybody else crying? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I totally got hit in the feels for sure. Oh, sorry. (laughs) This is absolutely, as I've said a million times, I think already, <laughs> so incredible. Because I know, like you said, that's not, it's not a typical experience. And Nicole and I were just chatting a little bit before we, we uh, jumped on this episode that, uh, like I, how it was for me was just, you know, it was, it was kind of something you were embarrassed by, you hid, there was nothing much said about it when, when I first got my period, it's just like, oh, well, here's, here's some some might all hear some tampons here, some chocolate at the end. That was like the extent of the discussion of this. There was no talk of womanhood or right of pay. It was just done. That was it. And you move on. I, how was your experience, Nicole? It was about the same. And, you know, it wasn't that my mom, you know, said or did anything wrong, but it was really, it was everyone else because I was scared about the boys at school thinking differently of me because they would make fun of other girls in our grade who got their period. They would say just really mean and nasty things. So I felt like I had to hide it. I felt very shameful about it and it just really did not feel good to me. It was not a celebration whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah, that is, that's really common. Actually. I was just thinking about this as far as talking about the schools. Um, I feel like 
In some cultures, uh, puberty is a sacred rite of passage for both boys and girls. You know, um, boys might go out on a vision quest or have the sun dance, and girls have, have this moon lodge um, or, or various other rituals, and it means something. There's sort of this um, community responsibility ascribed to becoming mm. a man or a woman, and your daily life changes. Your, your duties change, and you become a full-fledged member of the community. And I feel like our sex education programs in our culture are not really designed to get young people thinking this way. And, and as a teacher, I know firsthand that there's a certain narrative or storytelling quality missing from the discussions happening. It's super clinical. It's very anatomical. And it feels pretty separate or dissonant from where the children are and adolescents are at mm. like they're yes. feel they're feeling like this is silly why does this even matter they're making fun of the body parts and honestly i think that's not on them that's not on them being immature i think that's on us as a collective society failing to meet them and really see them for where they're at mm. right a hundred percent yeah there's just i there's so many angles to take this i what i think is really neat um Hallie's all the different experiences you've had, uh, these, these different aspects of life you've gone through that kind of almost look like a funnel to me, like all these different things these are that came out to create this lunar wild, like you were placed in all these areas to collect all this experience to create this, this company. Absolutely. I, I often think that, and sometimes it feels like a dream. It's really not a job that I could have conceptualized because it's so unique and I feel like every day that I do it I'm creating something totally new uh you know nobody grows up going like I want to start a period box company it's just <laughs> something that has happened through obviously my work as a teacher and spending time with adolescents and seeing that um and my beautiful childhood you know, growing up in the country and having a mother that was super attuned to her body. She was, you know, a single mom of four kids under eight years old in her early 30s. And she, we lived out in the country and she would have these beautiful uh, fires, like moon celebrations and drum circles with her friends. And she never had any shame surrounding her body or her femininity or her sexuality. And I just remember feeling, you know, kids are like sponges. They really take that in. And so from the beginning, I knew that this was something really important and, and that goddess energy was something that I wanted to embody. Definitely. So let me ask you, um, I'm pregnant with my first girl. I have two boys and we were really thrilled when we found out it was a girl, but I do think about, you know, what am I going to do in 10, 12, 14 years? So fast forward, um, what would I expect to receive from you if I ordered a box from you today for my sweet little girl? Um, if you ordered a box, you would receive a hand-packed gift box from me with her name in it. Um, everything is beautifully and mindfully designed I felt really passionately that 
the products that I included in the box, I've tried every single one. I have personal relationships with every single company in the box. I believe in these companies. Uh, I believe in their integrity. And many of them are small businesses and often women run. Mm -hmm. I wanted young women to have the opportunity to try all sorts of different types of menstrual products because everybody's body is different. And so pads might work for someone, someone else might be a tampon girl. Some people are really adamant about having reusables and, you know, the impact that menstrual products have on the planet. And some people, you know, maybe just aren't there or need something that is convenient for them. And so I include, tried to include all of that so there's disposable pads and tampons that are all organic cotton. Mm -hmm. And we also have a cloth uh, reusable in there from Glad Rags, who is just such a lovely mm -hmm. small company. And they've been so beautiful and wonderful with us. And then we have a, right now we have a menstrual cup in there. And so, you know, this can be tricky for to maybe for first menstruators to try out, but I believe in menstrual cups so much that I really yes. wanted to give it as a gift, as at least something to have on hand and to be able to grow into. So we've partnered with this wonderful blossoming company called uh, Salt with two A's, and they are just so well aligned. Uh, started by two mothers and they are doing all sorts of work giving back in third world countries and all kinds of projects um, to, to encourage menstrual equality and, and equal access to menstrual products. So just fantastic. Again, I really believe in the people who are in this box. And um, then there's a little booklet in there with some information about what to expect when you get your period, things you might feel, things you might notice, things you might see, how to chart and um, how the, how our bodies can sync with the moon cycle. Oh, so yeah, things, things it. like that. Lots of goodies. You know, it, it's, um, we have a candle and chocolate in there right now, but <laughs> these are all things that I'm really playing with and, and, and listening to Customers about what they want to see and the feedback has been mm -hmm. just really amazing. It it's actually makes me emotional to talk about because I could never have anticipated the response that I'm getting from people all over North America sending me photos of their daughters with their boxes and, you know, girls with their Lunar Wild pins pinned to their backpack ready to go to school, you know, their ovary pins oh, ready wow. to go to school the oh. next day. And it's just super moving and it's uh -huh. really validating, makes me definitely want to charge, charge ahead full speed and continue this work. Wow. Yeah. And I could, I could just feel how passionate you are about this and what an impact this makes. It, it sounds like, although they're first period boxes, that can anybody get them? Anyone? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, the, the products in there, uh, for the most part, are, are geared toward menstruators of any age. And if you go on the website, interestingly enough, you'll see that a lot of the reviews are from, from people who bought it for themselves in their 20s, 30s, or 40s. So this is a gift truly for any age. It's a gift 
to honor yourself or to honor another girl or woman in your life um, and kind of reclaim this for ourselves. Mm. So, Yes. It's like reclaiming our power because there is so much guilt and shame about it in our normal everyday society. So having something that instead flips the script on that and is really celebratory of it. And I love that you include disposables and reusables and that you also talk about syncing up with the moon cycles. Um, I just, I love your business name and I think that it's such a well-rounded box. Thank you so much. Yeah. You, I mean, you could tell all the, the heart in passion you've put into every single piece of this it's just so meaningful and I just feel this is going to make such a positive impact especially on the generations to come to you know flip that script of how we how we look at womanhood how we look at periods and like you both said this is a celebration not something to be ashamed of or to hide Mm -hmm. even At the age we're in now, I mean, going forward, it's almost like it's now okay for us as well (laughs) to celebrate these things that maybe we haven't celebrated in 20 years or something. Right. I mean, I feel like we're entering into a paradigm shift and we're continually, you know, striving for gender equality. More women are slowly but surely rising to power, you know, politically or as business owners, as lawmakers. And we have some really beautiful momentum going for sure. And I believe that um, it's our responsibility to help in any way we can to empower this next generation of women and let them know that they are powerful and let them know not only that they're powerful, but how to use that power responsibly moving forward. Let me ask you, how do you, in your opinion, how do you really help women shift their mindset about their cycles from that fear and shame and negativity into a more celebratory mind shift? I believe it's all about education and it often comes from being given permission. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it takes another person to say, you know, you have permission to celebrate yourself. You are beautiful. You are special because as women, we often don't do that for ourselves. We're givers. We're nurturers by nature. So um, absolutely. I think that it just takes a little bit of, of education, of permission and discussion. I mean, this is something that roughly half of the people on the planet will experience mm-hmm. for 40 years of their lives. Like, why are we not talking about it? You know? Right. And it, I, I hate, I, I don't really like to, to put um, blame anywhere. I mean, it's no one's fault that so much cultural shame has been amassed surrounding this. It's just, it's just something that's there. And actually it's funny. My father (laughs) has to hear a lot about periods, obviously. (laughs) And he was helping me pack up 200 orders uh, last week. He was folding every box by hand. And then his job was to put the menstrual cups into the boxes. And he picked up the salt cup that we had, the menstrual cup. And their packaging is kind of tubular, and it's got this plastic window at the top, so you can actually look through and see the menstrual cup. And, you know, my father's in his 50s. He's never seen a menstrual cup before, and so he was – super curious. And he said, well, how does this work? And you just, you know, you just put it up there. And I actually had this beautiful opportunity to teach him 
how this worked and and show Mm -hmm. him and open up a conversation. And it made me realize that it's not that men are totally uninterested. They're just told, this is not for you. This Mm -hmm. is not about you. Don't ask. And I think that if we could educate our boys in the same way we educate girls um, and make them feel like, yes, this information is for you too, it would create huge shifts. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, I love that you say also about giving permission because I switched to a cup probably about two years ago. And at first I really had these negative and judgmental thoughts about cups. And it was very surprising to me because I try to really try things first and then gather my thoughts about it and form an opinion. Um, but I was just so against this dang cup. I don't know why. (laughs) And so I just, I decided, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try it because I had so many friends who were trying it and who already loved it. And it was like them giving me permission because they didn't think that it was horrible. They didn't think it was gross. They loved it. They were having easier cycles. They were having less pain. They were regulating, you know? Um, and so I did try it and you know what? It felt really, really empowering for me to figure that out on my own. And for me to, I don't know, it was just, it was a really, really big shift for me, probably because I let go of more guilt and shame. Um, and I just felt like a little diva rocking my cup around and nobody even knew that I had it obviously, but it just felt better to me. It was like more in alignment with me and who I am. So having like a whole box of goodies to keep trying until you find something that really aligns with you, especially when you're a teenager, that is brilliant. I wish I had it years and years and years ago. Thank oh, you too. for sharing. That's such a wonderful story. Yeah. And it's, it's like right now, I've never tried the, the menstrual cup. And it's almost like right now, this episode is kind of giving me permission to, to give it a try before I just knew it existed. And that was the extent of my knowledge on it. So absolutely. And I think that many women are surprised when they try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think there's going to be a lot more blood. You know, we think we have this. Yeah. Yes. When you use disposables, <laughs> it looks like a lot more. But um, when you're using a cup, you, you might be surprised to find that, wow, this is really manageable and this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a lot about even how your blood looks and the color changes at different parts of your cycle and what that means. And if it's bright red, you know, that means that you've ovulated. And so there's, there's a lot there and we can really tune in and and connect with ourselves in a new way. And it spills into every aspect of our life when we do that. Oh, do you have any um, recommendations as far as like books or further reads as far as women getting to know more about their cycles? Absolutely. Uh, My favorite book on this, which I'm rereading right now, is called Red Moon by Miranda Mm -hmm. Gray. And that is absolutely a must read. Um, There's also a novel called The Red Tent, Mm -hmm. which is really wonderful if you haven't read it. And those are definitely the ones that come to mind right away. Awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. So Hallie, where can people find you or Lunar Wild? They can find us at lunarwild.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lunar Wild or on Instagram at Lunar Wild. Wonderful. And Nicole, is there any other questions? 
Um, is there anything that Sherry and I or our audience can do to help you further your mission? Absolutely. Actually, that, uh, that would be great. I just, I want to connect. So if you are a person who likes what I'm doing and has suggestions or wants to be a part of it, or maybe, you know, really cool small company that would want to be a part of working with us or be featured in the box, please find me on the website and send me an email. And also, you know, buy a box for someone that you, you love or for yourself or, um, email me about donating a box to someone who maybe can't afford um, to have a gift like this, mm-hmm. and we can we can pass that on. Awesome. Well, wonderful! Thank you so much, Hallie, for all this information. We I know we'd love to have you back again because I know you have some other wonderful stories to tell. So, thank you. Is there anything else you want to tell our audience before we jump off? I just want to say thank you so much to the two of you and um, stay wild. (laughs) All right. Wonderful. Thank you guys. And we'll see you back next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.